Welcome, everyone. As we give a minute for everybody to join in, uh, just want to make sure we're good on the live stream. It looks like we're starting to get some people picking up on there. So you should be seeing me and a picture of my guest, an old friend, someone I grew up watching play sports. So uh, I, I kind of I feel very, very honored to have him on here tonight. New offensive coordinator for Hickson High School, Coach Cooley, Sean Cooley. Welcome, Coach Cooley. Oh, I appreciate you having me, man. It's a big deal. I appreciate it. Coach Cooley, I, I'm so proud to have you on. And, and again, uh, we we were talking before I came on live. Uh, to start with, you grew up um, not too far from here, over the mountains, Quatchie County. And we're talking about Friday nights over there. That is that your first taste of high school football would be as a player over in Squatch County? Well, yes, yes and no. I remember, I mean, it's been probably 20 years ago now, nearly 20 years ago. Um, I got introduced to it. My dad, we would always go. I was in probably elementary school, middle school. He, he would take me every every Friday night, and, and we'd watch. I remember watching guys like Justin Price play just being kind of enamored with the whole atmosphere of, of the, how the Sequatchie Valley uh, was and still is as far as football and uh, the commitment and just the whole community coming out. It was just something, obviously, that I, I really wanted to be a part of. So um, that, was, that was a big deal to me. That's kind of where I first got introduced to it and obviously uh, played. And uh, we, we had some pretty good years when I was there, and, and it even just added on to the to the support there. Coach, um. In that time at Squatch County, you got to play for somebody I know uh, you and I share a common uh, friendship with, and that was your head coach over there at the time, which would have been Coach Chad Barger. Now at East Ridge, looking down that schedule, you're going to see Coach Barger in Week 10. Absolutely. That's going to be a, it's going to be a bittersweet time because, of course, I know I've known him you know, my whole life, really. I've known him a long time and know how, how prepared they will be and how good of a coach he is. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for us, but I, I look forward to doing that. Coach, um, before we get into Hicks and I's go one more thing. And, and I know we share a love of something else. Uh, you as a young man had an aspiring music career before heading into coaching full time. Uh, do you, are you still involved or are you just every now and then pull up the Spotify and show the players? Well, that's that. That kind of happens every now and then. I'm I'm pretty much retired from from making music. That's kind of that's kind of a thing of the past for me. Um, I don't even really have to pull it up to be honest with you. Usually, whenever whenever people meet new people, first thing they do now is Google, right? Right. So they'll Google people, and and usually the first one or two things that pops up on me is something about my music. It's on Spotify. It's the fact that I played at Riverbend in 2018. It's something like that. So kids always get into that and. It's funny they'll just start playing my music randomly, and I didn't even know that they knew that I made music. So it's uh, it's it's interesting to say the least. What, what I do for them, um, if you know, we get a big win or, or something like that, I will rap for them in the locker room, um, do do things like that for them. But as far as making music, I'm 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 done. That shit sailed. It's a lifetime hobby, though. I mean, it's something that you never lose a love for. Uh, Absolutely. So uh, it's a great it's a great. It's a great outlet. I'll put it that way. All right, coach, you're here to talk about Hickson and uh, we're going to come back to music and food and everything else. Coach Cooley loves here in a little bit, but let's talk about Hickson. What attracted you to that position? Uh, 
and uh, you you were at or I believe Cumberland County and yes very happy over there but something something about Hickson attracted you what was it well I mean it's it's a number of things to be honest with you I, I, I me and my wife we we uh, we talked about it a lot and we we just, I mean I, I was happy at Cumberland County like you just said and I love the people there love the coaching staff there great people uh, great great community um, great kids. Um, the thing number one was was getting closer to home because I still I still live in Sequatchie County, so driving driving to Cumberland County was about you know nearly an hour uh, from my house. So that's one thing. Um, and I I just grew up in Hickson all the time. If we wanted to go do something, when I was a kid, we'd always go to Hickson to do it. And and I just love the Chattanooga area football scene. I feel like it's you know it's it's just home for me. So, um, and, and not to mention there are a lot of great athletes in the, in the Hamilton County area and the Squatch Valley as well, but there are a lot of great athletes, um, and just, just the opportunity to, to be in Hamilton County and coach those guys and, and coach with somebody like coach Rivers, who, when I first met him, kind of, kind of sold me on, uh, sold me on coming and the admin, the principal, um, athletic director, they all kind of sold me on the, on the school environment. So that's, uh, all that played into it. Uh, Coach Cooley, the reputation, um, and Coach Rivers and I talked about this. Coach Fitzgerald, though, had some success at Hickson. Coach O was uh, last year five and five, uh, had struggled prior, would be to say lightly. Uh, but Hickson football at times has been uh, up and down, kind of all over the map. Is that something that you would like to leave a legacy behind, you and Coach Rivers, just putting that program on the right foot? foot headed towards what it needs to be sure well absolutely i mean first thing is our, our whole goal is you know just to be um be competitive in every game that we're in and i you know i think that's something that it's a goal we can accomplish really quick and uh take the wins and losses out of it you know we want to we want to develop these these kids and into young men absolutely um, and that's 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 the main thing is our impact on those on those kids it don't matter Really, if they win ten games in a year, if if they're not being good husbands, good fathers, um, you know, good members of society, if they're not being that, then those ten wins were just you know just a season, and it's not um, really preparing those kids for you know what's to come in life. So our whole uh, you know just our goal is is to impact these kids, make them better men, um, be consistent with them, tell them the truth. Um, and I think that will lead to being competitive in every game, and you know, you know, getting getting some wins along the way. Coach Rivers' reputation and yours is, you know, you love kids, but you always speak the truth, and I think that's huge. On a personal comment, is I think we sugarcoat it too much to our kids. Um, it's tough conversation sometimes to have with a young man when he's not succeeding at the level he should be. Absolutely. And, and the whole thing is um, we could always get better. No matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, there's always room to improve. And just, just knowing that um, and striving to be the best version of yourself every day, um, that's kind of what we're trying to implement in these kids is just, just be the best version of you. That's all we need. We don't need you to be Peyton Manning. We don't need you to be Reggie Bush, somebody like that. We need you to be the best version of who you are. And that's going to make us better as a team. Coach, uh, not to jump off of Hickson, we're going to spend most of our time on Hickson, but you personally, 
Yoris Aquachi moved to Cumberland, now to Hickson. Um, and, and, and you, you, the ultimate goal for you is to keep getting in these programs and build towards something for yourself as a coach and go, what would that be down the line for you? So, yeah, like, like I was saying a second ago, a goal for me, um, just, just a couple things that I, that I mentioned, the goal every day for me is, is to be the best version of myself. Like, like I was saying, we want to preach those kids to be the best version of themselves. I'm trying to do that myself. Like, I'm, I'm kind of coaching myself as I'm coaching the players on these things. I want to be that. I want to make the best impact on, on each kid that I can. I want to be the best uh, version of me for them. Um, and ulti- ultimately, obviously, I'm going to be a, a head coach one day. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm good with the, with the OC gig right now. I love um, I love everything about you know being an offensive coordinator, um, calling plays. I love all that. Um, but the ultimate goal for me, and it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but the ultimate goal for me is to be a head coach. Um, so, and that's that's one thing that I love about Coach Rivers is that he's he's given me full mm. reign of the offense, and I, you know I've had it before, but he told me straight up, "You're the head coach of the offense." So that's that's um, helping me, you know, prepare for that whenever that that eventually comes. Coach, you just recently, I think a few months ago was named one of the top 30 uh, assistants under 30. Um, You're not quite to that 30 mark, but that's a heck of an honor at your young age. And and to be in an OC position, most of the time that doesn't happen in your 20s. So uh, that career path seems to be going definitely in the direction you want it. Right. Well, you know, it's all God's plan for me. I'm I'm a guy of faith, so. Um, just, just putting my, my trust in him and, and just having that, um, that, that mention of top 30 and 30, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but that was actually in the state of Georgia. Cause I spent in between Sequatchie and Cumberland, I spent one year at Lafayette, um, high school in Walker County, Georgia. Um, I spent one season there, um, had a, had a kind of a freak thing, uh, kind of an emergency deal, had to come back home, um, uh, and then that's why I ended up at Cumberland. But I uh, received that award in the state of Georgia. So, nice. Uh, I was 27, I think, at the time. I was the offensive coordinator there. Coach Andy Scott gave me my first opportunity um, to be an offensive coordinator straight up. And I, I, I love and respect that man with all my heart. <clears throat> but uh, he he uh, turned in my name and, and several of our other coaches uh, nominated me for that. And uh, – whoever the Georgia football scoop is who uh, who ended up naming 30 guys and they picked me to be on there and uh, very grateful and uh, blessed for that opportunity. Uh, that is a wonderful blessing coach and a great example of hard work. I have one question now and I don't mean to make you uncomfortable with this question, but you and I kind of cut our teeth on Valley football. That physicality that exists in Valley football is that something that you try to coordinate into your offense? Absolutely. You know, I mean, I, our whole deal um, for us is is I want to set these kids up offensively, and, and it works on both sides of the ball, but to play as fast as they can and as physical as they can. So that means for me kind of simplifying um, terms, uh, you know, things to make them play fast, play, play fast, play physical. And our whole identity is, you know, we want to run the football, and nothing's more physical offensively than running the football, right? Right, absolutely. 
so that that's that's where we 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 base our things off of now now we're gonna be balanced okay and we'll we'll do other things we'll be oh i know we'll talk about this in a little bit but we'll be more spread based but at the end of the day we want to be as physical as we can because um there is nothing worse than being on defense or offense vice versa and the other teams just hammering smashing you right in the mouth and you can't stop it there's nothing worse so that's that's what we want to eventually get to and i think we uh we can with this bunch. I really think we can. You know, Coach, I, I put in a little text between us. We were going to talk about your offense, and I wrote underneath it, I think I know well enough to know it's going to be power running. So <laughs> that was pretty obvious. But, you know, you played in that. Um, you played in an offense that necessarily wasn't spread out. No, no, we were the exact opposite. Yeah, I tell I tell people all the time, and we uh, we were wing T based. Okay, so I was under center all the time, um, and we uh, we did some power eye stuff. And I, I tell everybody, I said I was probably the state leader, the the best in the state that year at handing the ball. <laughs> like I was like I, I was the best, and and that wasn't because I couldn't throw it; it's because we had three tailbacks that went for over a thousand yards apiece that year. Yeah, I know. So, we could run the football, and, and we did throw it some. We threw it, and he's usually a touchdown because we'd have 10 guys in the box. So I'd throw a post route, and he'd be wide open. i just try not to overthrow him, so I might underthrow him, let him catch it, run in. But uh, we were smash-mouth football. We really just ran three plays the whole year. And, uh, you know, why why overdo it whenever it's working right? So that's that's kind of what we did, and and uh, that's, that's one thing that, made me a believer in running the football is that we did it at such a high level and necessarily the the teams knew we were going to what we were running i remember lining up under center against certain teams and they're like watch watch power watch power and i and i tell i tell them where it's coming uh-huh. i literally tell them and we and we we'd score from 40 yards i mean it, it didn't matter it didn't matter if they knew we were just more physical than that team, and it, it's it's uh, it's just a product of being physical and, and doing your job and, and playing fast and physical, and that's uh, something I'm definitely going to implement. Coach, I had uh, Coach Benefield from down at Fife, Alabama. He's won about eight, nine state championship, had an all-state tight end, and I told him he didn't use his tight end enough, and he, he pointed <laughs> out to me, he said he threw to him 25 times, and he scored 21 touchdowns, and he – didn't know what the goal was, but seemed like, you know, 21 out of 25 was, was what you wanted to do. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Benefield's a great coach. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about Hickson just for a second. And Coach Rivers, um, we've had on there and we've talked about this story with a, a couple of players and with Coach Rivers that the young men kind of, you know, they, that the junior class, kind of wanted Coach Rivers there and was very vocal about it. Uh, you have Coach Rivers there who's a leader of young men, and you bring something different maybe to the table than Coach Rivers. Uh, I know a uh, friend of the friend of our family's uh, Isaac Smith, your punter and place kicker, uh, yes. said Coach Swag one day. That's the greatest nickname I've ever heard e- either. <laughs> I, I think you need to have that printed up. But tell me what Coach Swag is being under 30 and being able to communicate to the young man. Well, I, I, I don't know if I 100% know what it is, but uh, he, it was funny because I think it was Thursday. We were, uh, we were, we were getting after him pretty good on some conditioning stuff. And he looked at me and he said, Isaac said, 
Coach Wade always got this drip going. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, you, you look good. He said, you look good all the time. I said, I don't know. That's just God-given, I guess. I was just cutting up with him. But I don't know. I dress I dress a certain way. I always got bright colors on. Um, I don't know. It's just personal preference. I kind of look like a human highlighter walking around, just to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I, I, I dress a certain way. I got a short sleeve and cut off hood, hood, hoodie things. I don't know. I dress a, a different way. But. They, they call me that. They, they call me Coach Juice because uh, my whole deal was like, we got to bring the juice today. I say it all the time. we got to bring – just trying to get energy up. So That's trying, awesome. Trying to bring the juice. So they call me Coach Juice, and they call me Coach Shady, like Slim Shady. Yeah. So I, I, got, a, I got a few different nicknames. So I don't know what, what, the, what the swag is. I'm guessing it's just, just kind of how I dress and stuff, and I don't know how I present myself. Um, but, uh, they, they got a bunch of nicknames for me, but coach, it does. Um, you, you're a, a little over a decade older. It may be, maybe it gives, well, maybe, but it gives the kids an opportunity to relate with you on a, um, a personal level a little more. Do you ever, you, 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 you don't see it with every coach because most coaches aren't. 30 years old so maybe it's a compliment too well I, i'll tell you just just me making music like that you know just you know being a rapper um i thought i just to be honest i never told anybody this really but i thought you know about five six years ago when i kind of started trying to get serious about this coach and stuff i thought that that music stuff would hurt would hurt me uh just because i don't really know why i just thought you know i need to delete, delete all this music and stuff offline and and ended up really not deleting all of it. And it actually has made me connect with the kids a lot more. That's awesome. As far as, yeah. And it's, it's really, uh, it's really helped me out. And, and they, they relate to me a little bit because they know, because I'm kind of in the culture, you know, I don't listen to the exact same stuff that they listen to, but it's in the same area. And uh, it's, it's, you know, they, they show respect whenever somebody can like rap and they like, it, it sounds decent. Like they, Sometimes I think it's just going to be garbage, but like it sounds okay. So they're like, wow, like, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, and it kind of just builds a connection with them. And, and it really outside of football more than in football because you, yeah. you can relate to them on a different level and kind of get, you know, more out of them. And they'll come to you more and talk about, you know, personal life stuff. Once you have that connection, you know, the possibilities are kind of endless with those, with those kids. Uh, Coach, I mean, I, I might know a man that's in his 50s that's got Rookie of the Year on his Spotify. <laughs> I, I won't call no names, but I'm just going to say it. So, uh, Coach, uh, uh, a little bit about a little – we'll come back to that here in a little bit. Um, but let's talk about – you're a fan of Hickson High School, and you've never seen a Sean Cooley offense on the field. What are they going to see? Well, I think number one, uh, number one, we're not going to huddle. So I mean, I think they're used to you know huddling. So number one, we're we're, we're no huddle. Um, we'll be a tempo team. Um, it may be slow tempo, maybe fast. We change it up so we don't want uh, the defense to really be comfortable out there, right? So it'll be it'll be alternating tempo, um, and really kind of going back to an answer I, I said uh, earlier, we're going to play fast. Um, and that, that doesn't mean we're going to be fast tempo. It means our kids at, on every snap, they're going to play as hard as they can. Okay? They're going to play hard. Uh, they're going to play physical. Even if they do the wrong 
uh, the wrong thing, they're going to be going 100 miles an hour. And that's something that I preach is, is you can make good things happen. If you if you make, make a mistake, but you're going 100 miles an hour, something good can come out of that. Uh, so we'll be we'll be that way. As far as offensively, um, we're going to run few um, schematic um, like run plays. We're not going to run every run play in the book. We're going to run um, probably at the most four or five runs. Okay, and we're going to we're going to dress it up different. We're going to have different formations and and change the picture, but still run the same stuff. Um, and in the past game. Uh, we're going to take deep shots, uh, probably more than they have, maybe ever. Um, I believe in, in throwing the ball deep because you got to keep them honest, keep them mm-hmm. out of the box. Um, we're going to throw it deep. We're going to get our best athletes to ball uh, the best way and the easiest way possible. Um, just kind of be generic with you there because I don't really want people to be listening and know everything. Yeah, we're gonna do, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we're going to get our best kids to ball. We're going to get matchups, um, our, our best on their worst. Um so I mean, it's 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 going to be a spread look. Uh, we'll change formations. Um, we're going to try to keep the same personnel packages on the field. We're going to rotate players, um, but same personnel packages, um, and show different looks formationally and run the run kind of the same plays. And we're an RPO team, so we're gonna we're gonna pound the football. We're gonna run it, but we're gonna have passes off the run, so everything's gonna look the same. Um, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. But big, biggest thing is we're gonna we're gonna no huddle. We're going to be uh, really, really fast in how we play and and play physical. And we're going to take deep shots and run the football. Coach, uh, not only do you get your rap music, but you also get the term RPO if someone Googles you. You've kind of hung your hat on being a successful RPO team in the past. Sure, yeah. And it's, it's, it's a big thing for me is, um, I mean, it's just an answer. It's just a, a tool in your toolbox. So, um, pretty much, there's there's somebody in conflict on the defense mm-hmm. in every play. And it's usually a linebacker, okay, an outside linebacker. And a conflict player to me is a guy who plays run and pass both. Okay, so outside linebackers have run and pass responsibilities. So, if they're playing heavy run, we got to read that guy, pull it, and we got to have a right run behind him somewhere. Um, and it's got to be quick so we don't get linemen upfield because we, we run gaps in quite a bit. So... We want to get get players upfield, so we just you know that's that's an answer to me. It's kind of like an old school beer mm-hmm. um, where you have where you have a read man, you have a pitch man, and you're reading uh, an outside backer to pitch. It's the same principle, except it's it's modern day football. It's it's the same exact um, idea. Um, maybe you're running a different blocking scheme, and and you're throwing it instead of pitching it. So it's kind of the same deal. I didn't just invent it, obviously. Nobody really invented it, but it's just a different way to run uh, triple option. And coach, wanna and we'll get in some individuals here in a second. You you do have some good talent coming back, but one of the major factors, kind of over the last five years, that's in spreading out uh, a lot at high school level for me was going away from the uh, you know you talked about the wing T, and that yeah. was all the rage a few years ago, and your lineman was foot to foot. Are you going to have some splits in your linemen and get the linemen spread out a little bit? Yeah, we want to we want to spread them out. And, and, and I, I use the term smart splits. Okay. Uh, so we want to be smart with what play we're running. You know, if we want to run an inside play, we might want to spread out a little bit more. We don't want to make it obvious. We're running an outside run. We want to kind of condense them a little bit just to set the edge. 
so we'll uh, we start off with we we start off with about a foot and a half split in between each line. And we can go to two foot. We can go down to one if we want to. And in short yardage situations, we might go foot to foot. So we'll change up kind of how we how our splits. Um, but we, we'll start off with a foot and a half. And I think most most teams that are in the gun go about two foot or foot and a half. Um, so we'll kind of be along the area of, of everybody else. And coach that wing T you ran in 2010, you yeah. could about line up in a phone booth. Yes. That's that, that was our whole deal is, is we just want to fist fight in a phone booth. Yeah. And the thing that helped us was we could run jet sweep and we could outrun everybody on our schedule. I mean, we, we, we had some fast kids and we'd get them in. Like I was, like I was talking earlier, we'd be foot to foot. And all of a sudden we run jet, jet sweep and we're to the edge in a hurry and nobody's out there so all right was, coach uh, let's, that was a game changer for us oh i'm sorry to interrupt you um You're good. uh it, sometimes when you do these over the phone you you can't see the person so you you try to time your question right coach when you got there or even coach rivers in his interview with me talked about your running backs um and, and you do have some running backs with some experience and talent coming back with you in 23 Absolutely. can you can you go through a little bit about your backfield for next year? Yeah, so so the guy that most people may know from Hicks and Coco, uh, Coco Kendricks, he's coming back. Um, I'll just be, just be straight up real with you. I think he's probably um, one of the best players in the Chattanooga area, if not the best player that nobody knows about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a few people know. He's got the potential to be probably the best kid that I've ever coached as far as, as talent. He's uh, extremely, extremely quick with his feet. He's got incredible vision. He catches the ball well. Um, he has uh, what, what most kids don't have. He has a very good football IQ. Uh, he understands what we're trying to do as far as blocking and uh, blocking scheme up front. He knows kind of where to where to hit the hole and where his cutback lanes are, and he can kind of see it before it develops, which is kind of advanced. Uh, he's really good at, on defense as well. Coco, he'll be our he'll be our leading uh, tailback, and uh, we'll put him out in the slot, and we'll do a lot of different things to get him the ball. Um, but we got him. We got Lawan Hughley, who is uh, kind of sophomore. He's a smaller kid, like a scat back. He's fast. I mean, he I clocked him at a four five. Wow! Um, just last week, you know, it was it was hand time, but that was not the first four five that he's run and different people timing him. So it's it's legit. He's not very big. But he plays extremely hard, and he's very, very physical. I told him in our spring game, uh, he got a couple carries. Of course, he's going to start and slot for us more than likely, but he'll alternate um, with Coco to, to run the football. But I told him, I, did, I knew you were physical, but I didn't know you were that physical because he's straight up running people over, and he only weighs about 150 pounds, maybe something wet. Um, he, he's very, very talented. Got a lot better. So I've been told at catching the football, I think he played some seven-on-seven in the offseason, so that really helped his ball skills. don't think he's been playing football very long, I think. Uh, yeah. They told me this is his third year playing ever. So he's uh, he's got a ton of potential. He's going to be a really, really good football player. Uh, and another kid, at tailback, he's a upcoming uh, freshman, and that's Armani McClendon. Nice. He, uh, he's... I clocked him at a four five nine, and he's literally—I mean, he hadn't, hadn't taken a freshman class yet. So I clocked him at a four five nine, and he—I uh, think he got clocked at, in a hundred meter in, in track, middle school track, at around eleven seconds flat. 
and, and that's hauling it as an eighth grader, and that's that's getting somewhere fast, and that's that's moving. Uh, have you? Is the quarterback position? Is it a battle of a couple of people, or are you pretty set there? Right now, I mean, we got a couple guys working there right now. Luke Finch will be there. if if we play today. He's our starter, um, and and Jake Pollock's um, taking our backup reps, and they're both they're both upcoming sophomores. Uh, Luke has a little more experience. He actually started for him last year. Some um, he uh, has incredible incredible talent. Uh, he's a natural natural thrower. He's tall. He's he's really smart. Um, just for him learning the nuances of the offense, where his reads are, um, he's gotten he's gotten incredibly uh, better as from the first day of spring to uh, to like today. So I mean he's he's done a really good job. Um, and Jake Jake's come along as well too. He's a hard worker. He's a lefty. He's a little shorter, um, but he works extremely hard. Um, both of them are, are really really good kids. Um, mm-hmm. Luke, Luke's got potential to be. Uh, very, very, very good football player. He can he can sling it deep. Um, he can take the deep shots we want to take. Um, he's he's learning the RPO game. He's coming along. He understands it. Uh, understands what we're trying to do. Um, just some technique stuff with him, and and really just just understanding more of the offense than what he's supposed to do. That's our next steps with both of those guys. That's awesome. That is uh, it's an advantage to have two young quarterbacks in your program like that. Two kids yeah. that you both trust. You know. That's a, absolutely. Now outside, you talked about moving your running backs. You have some people outside, uh, some wide receivers that will start there to start the year. Absolutely. So uh, one guy that we got coming back who started last year, Ron Suttles, um, just a big, big physical receiver, and he can run too. I think we had him at a. I think he ran at a at a camp, which was a laser time. I think I think he hit four six. So he can, wow. he can run too. Yeah, he can run. He's he's probably six one and a half, six two, and he's a he's a he's a heavy one ninety, one ninety five. He look, and he looks he looks big and pads, and he's a physical kid. He's a he could be a burner. He, he you know he kind of reminds me of if you're a Tennessee fan. Kind of reminds me of the Cedric Tillman type kid. Absolutely, big physical kid, going to catch it. You know, thing the thing with him is we got to get more consistent with catching the ball. Um, outside, and that's that's him and, and our other guys too. But uh, we're dropping too many balls right now. Um, but they can make it's it's funny because I'm like y'all make the hardest plays look easy, mm-hmm. and the easy plays we drop. Um, okay. So it's just about being more consistent and practicing. Another kid um, who's a soccer kid, uh, Tarek Reese. Yeah. So he it's his second year ever playing football, and he can flat out run i'm telling you, i don't know i can't remember what his 40 time was but he had a couple bad starts like he was slipping and falling i think he still was at a four seven four six five something like that um, but he looks fast i mean he looks fast really fast so he'll be our our, our guy that plays our x receiver out wide to the left ron will be to the right um he's got really good ball skills he never gets tired because he's a soccer player so I mean, you can leave him out there forever and he just keep running and running and running so that's good uh, we've got other kids. We've got uh, Isaac's actually going to play some receiver for us. Um, he, run, he runs better than I thought he did. He's a big kid. Yeah, he's not, big. Not, just, not just a punter or a kicker. He's got really good ball skills, too. Runs really good routes. So he's he's helping with some depth there. Um, we got a lot of a lot of other kids that can play out you know, our receiver positions. And I, I was talking about Luke. Luke Finch, our quarterback, his brother Grant, he could be a slot guy for us. He's he's gonna start a corner for us probably, but he could be a slot kid for us. 
Tremail Davis, he's going to play. Um, you know, you know, we got a bunch of kids that that can that can get it down. I probably I'm probably eight probably eight deep at receiver right now that I feel good about throwing kids in and, and taking reps and doing the right things. So I mean, we got we got plenty of kids that that can play it. Well, I'm just going to let you know that uh, you have a uh, punter kicker that that would rather talk about playing wide receiver but uh, than they would punting and kicking, but that's okay. Uh, and and the, you talked about those soccer kids, and then we'll move on. But And Isaac, of course, talking about Isaac Smith, former River City Media uh, guest here just a week or so ago. Isaac's a phenomenal soccer going to the player development camp uh, over in South Carolina here in a couple of months or a couple of weeks. But those soccer kids do have – they can just go as long as they want to go. It's a, it's a great advantage. Absolutely, and not not only that is is I love when when athletes cross train and play other sports because number one, you know they're in a competitive environment and com- competition translates. It don't matter. I mean, skills sometimes translate, sometimes they don't. Competition translates. So if you take a kid playing basketball and he's at the foul, he's at the foul line, and he's got to make two to win the game. There's zero time left on the clock. That's a pressure situation, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing on fourth and short. It's a pressure situation. You get used to playing a sport in a pressure situation. So that that does nothing but help um, every sport. So if you're if you're cross train, if you're a soccer kid playing football, those pressure situations translate to the other sport. It makes you a better athlete, and better competitor. Well, uh, I do a show on Wednesday night with Coach Van from down to Sylvania High School and. We've talked about many times, and you're at a 3A level, 2A level, 1A level, even 4A level. Uh, you, you almost have to share kids for programs to be successful. Absolutely. I, I think, it, you know, your, your best athletes in the school, really no matter what classification, um, I mean, you, you'll, have, you'll have to share. I mean, that, if, you, if you talk to college recruiters, you know, they want kids that are playing multiple sports mm-hmm. because of – the very thing that I just said, not only does it make them a better athlete, it makes them a better competitor, right? The pressure situations, that, that's what they look for. So your best athletes, they better be playing multiple sports. If they want a legit shot to play college, I mean, I'm not saying that they, they have to play two or three, but that's that's uh, that's what they want. I mean, it, it, it makes you a better competitor, better athlete all, all around, so – and as I said, I remember a second baseman with a little pop over at Swatch <laughs> County. So you, you did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I played, uh, I played, actually played everything up until I got to high school. Um, stopped playing basketball my freshman year. Um, mainly because it was my least favorite of three, and my dad hated it. My dad hated basketball. So he's like, you've got to pick two. <laughs> I'm with you. I'd have picked the same too. He, he, he just he's like he, he didn't he did and it, it was it wasn't my favorite. I really just played it just to be it just to compete and just to have something in between seasons. That's why I played basketball. It wasn't my favorite. I was I was okay. I was point guard. You know, I could shoot a little bit. Not very good. But Keeps you in shape I too. Go ahead. Keeps you in shape. You're in remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, it does. That's that's. Uh, it's definitely needed. I, I played baseball. Uh, that was actually my first love was baseball. I started playing when I was four, and it was a, a much better, just to be real, I was a much better baseball player than I was a football player. 
Um, football player, I was just small. I weighed 142 pounds when I graduated high school. I couldn't gain weight. And I, I, was, a, I was a very skilled baseball player. I, I trained for it my whole life. So I had, I had that skill set, and I played really hard on defense. And I didn't make very many errors, um, and, I, and I hit it pretty good. So I had a little bit of pop. But I, I was more of a base hit guy. I wasn't sending it over much. I hit a few. I hit a few over, but I wasn't. I wasn't doing. That. I was trying to hit the gaps. Uh, Coach Cooley, um, we can't leave. Coach Rivers talked longer about your offensive line than I think he did any position group. Yep. Tell me about up front. Tell me about what you got coming back and and why it's an exciting time at Hickson with that group. Well, I mean, just to be real with you, we're, we're, we're bringing back, you know, four starters. I mean, mm-hmm. they had one kid that played that played some last year um, that, that left, that graduated, right? So we're bringing back four and really, really excited for those, all of this, all these kids that are coming back. You know, at center, we got a, we got experience center in Diesel, uh, Diesel Deason. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a smart kid. He understands what's going on. Uh, he's kind of the leader of that bunch. Um, he does he does a really good job. Plays with good uh, pad level. He got a little pop to him. He's a little smaller, but he, he plays at center. And in my offense, you don't have to be a huge huge guy because our guards are going to be big. Um, we got Jay Moss. He's going to be an upcoming sophomore who, who started some as a freshman. And I think this kid has has some incredible potential. Um, I'm not sure how tall he is, but he's close to 300 pounds right now, and he moves a lot better than you think he would. Um, and he's smart, and he plays extremely hard, and, and he wants to be the best. He told me maybe the first week that I met him, he said, Coach, he said, by my senior year, I'm going to be the best offensive lineman in the Chattanooga area. That's he awesome. Said, so, you dig him right, you are. So, I mean, he's uh, he's extremely driven, plays hard. He, the thing about him is he loves to block people. You don't get a whole lot of people. It takes, it takes a different kind of mentality to just – want to block somebody mm-hmm. the whole game he wants to do it like that's that's work that he loves to do um so he's a he's a young kid but gonna be really good for us uh chase packer is gonna be a really really good player for us at right guard he's gonna be upcoming senior plays with a really really good motor moves really well like really well like he's close to a, a five flat four nine forty as offensive lineman he's fast he can run he's really strong just naturally uh, Richard Bernie's going to be good for us at tackle. He played a lot. He's played a lot of football for Hickson. Um, he's going to be our left tackle. Um, our right tackle position is kind of open. We uh, we have a kid that, that played, that started on the offensive line last year. Um, but uh, we kind of want to put him on defense and kind of let him go wreak havoc because that's what he's really, really good at. And we got a couple couple other kids that could step up and play that right tackle position so if if we're trying to work him out and, and put him on defense mm. and that's and that's Tyus um Tyus Henry so we're trying to get him on defense if we can and uh he can spell us on offense if we need to but we're trying to work one of these young kids um in to play a right tackle for us and I think they're coming along pretty well I mean we've got I was talking to coach Montgomery our offensive line coach, I was talking to him about it, and he said we've got eight, eight to ten right now that he feels pretty good. That's awesome. Good so uh, just just trying to get them a little better and, and just see who our best five are, and uh, we'll go from there. Coach, uh, we got one more to talk about, and he's close to my heart. And I don't know if the defense as a punter gets him or the offense as a place getter gets you, but 
Uh, Isaac's a great kid. I, I, he grew up around me. But Isaac is a power that no one understands as far as being able to go over 40, being underneath. And this is a kid that just come to football. But that's got to affect um, even your team mentality. Scoring zone gets stretched out for you. Absolutely. I, and I don't know if there's a harder worker on our team than Isaac, just to be honest with you. He works extremely hard. Um, he puts in the work as far as, you know, doing his kicking stuff. And then if he's done with that, he's going to come run some routes. He's going to catch the balls. Um, he, he's going to put in the work, and he's going to be great because he wants to be great, and that's what he works for. Yeah. Um, so he, he's a great kid. I mean, all these kids that I mentioned, that we've got a bunch of great kids. There's there's no attitude problems of these kids. we got a bunch of kids that really, really want to be good, um, and, and they deserve that. And, and their work is going to make – they're putting money in the bank, as Coach River says. So we're putting money in the bank every time we practice and play hard here and we work. We're putting money in the bank. We're getting ready to go spend it. So, um, yeah, Isaac's absolutely going to have a big year for us. I told him the first day that I met him, I said, Doug, you better get used to not punting the ball. That's awesome. We ain't going to punch. Obviously, we will punt, but I was <laughs> giving him a hard time. But it, it does change where the punt zone comes in for you, Coach, because, I mean, uh, uh, Isaac talks about, and I don't know, you know, I asked him when he was – you know, where you can go from, and he feels pretty confident over 50. That's 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 like a Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, SEC-level uh, uh, kick there, you know? That's big time. We uh, When I was in Lafayette for that, that one season, we had a we had a kid that had a big leg. He hit uh, – I think he hit a 52-yarder. That's awesome. And, and I don't, Coach Scott, he just, like, ran him out. He's like, I don't know if he's even got a range to hit this thing. And he hit it. And I was like, well, he does. Yeah. He's kicking the back of the end zone every time we kick off, too. So that's that's something we need Isaac to do is kick that thing as yes. far as you can. Don't let him return it. And that's what that, – I think that's a major goal Coach Rivers mentioned for him this yeah, year is getting that distance. That'll help us a lot. All right, Coach, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip. We've talked about a lot about your influences already in, in playing and coaching, so I want to move on just a little bit. There's no film with you at Sequat- I mean at Hickson. Uh, there's film where you was a position coach at uh, Squatchy and a defense, uh, offensive coordinator at Cumberland County. Is You know, I talked to Coach Van, who's the head coach in OC at Sylvania, and we talk about, changing that playbook over the summer that's really not necessary for you this year but is it something you're going to do um yes and no there's certain things uh we have different kids at cumberland different types of kids Mm -hmm. we we run you know some similar plays um we're going to do some different stuff in the run game but kind of keep it keep it the same Uh, my whole philosophy is i like I like three inside concepts, inside run concepts, and one uh, outside run concept and dress it up different. So we're still going to keep that same formula. We're just going to change up one of the inside runs uh, to, to something that I didn't do at Cumberland that I think we can do uh, well here. And as, as far as, um, like, in the past game, I think we can get we can do more uh, quick screens, uh, getting athletes the ball, more bubbles, um, things like that here than I could. At Cumberland County because we we work very fleet of foot. Cumberland County mm-hmm. was bigger, uh, more smash mouth, uh, bigger offensive line, just grind you out kind of thing. And here at, at Hickson, it's a little different. We've got offensive line that can do that, but we've got kids on the 
on the outside that could be a game changer. Um, because we got, I mean, we just got kids that can run. You can't coach speed, so we're going to put them in a position to where they can uh, they can get going and play as fast as they can. And, and the defense has to honor it. They've got to guard somebody. Um, I don't think we'll get very many double teams on a certain individual. Right. We got three or four that they can go do the same thing. So that's really going to help us spread it out, and it's actually going to help us run the ball a lot better too. Because what I faced at Cumberland last year was a lot of loaded boxes, and we couldn't take advantage through the air, not because we couldn't complete the ball, but we couldn't get open versus man coverage. And that's what everybody played against us because we weren't very fast. Um, so that's going to be completely different for us, I think, here at Hickson. Coach, uh, and I do want to just real fast open it up. You, uh, We've talked about several influences, but is there someone that – uh, or, or as a player, that someone that stayed, uh, that that you kind of go, oh, that coach influenced who I am as a coach, and that coach and this guy influenced me. Who are some of the people that did influence you? Right. So as a player, obviously Coach Parker. Right. He's he's our head coach, and I've known him a long time, and he's still influenced on me. A couple of other ones that I, that coached me. Uh, Nick Mullins is one of them. He's uh, he's actually strength and conditioning coach at Ray County right now. Yep. Um, he uh, he was he was kind of like I guess you could say I am. Uh, he was younger at the time. Um, he showed interest other than football. Um, he actually we actually shared a, a love for Bo Jackson. It's kind of crazy. Um, like because I still think Bo Jackson is the greatest athlete to ever walk the earth. Absolutely. And he uh, he's the same way. And he bought he bought me um, some Bo Jackson uh, shoes. Literally the branded Bo Jackson shoes for my graduation gift. That's awesome. Uh, and, and he's, he's been a big impact in my life. Another guy, Tim Watt, who's actually still coaching in Sequatchie County right now. He's the offensive line coach for Coach McIntyre. Um, he's, he, he, he still has a big impact on me. We talk, you know, weekly usually. And he's, he's been a, a really good, really good mentor to me. Some other guys that I coached with, I coach with right now, Coach Montgomery's our offensive line coach at Hicks, and I've coached with him before mm-hmm. um, at Sequatchie. And he's – he really kind of took me under his wing as when I was a young coach and, and taught me blocking. Of course, if I, you only know what you know when you first start coaching, right? So right. I knew skill, I knew skill position. I kind of knew he took me under his wing and, and kind of explained blocking schemes to me in a way I could understand, and I did more research on it. And, and uh, he's been a big influence on me in that way. Uh, coach Scott, like I told you at Lafayette, he's, he gave me my first big opportunity to be an actual coordinator. Um, he just turned me loose with it, and it was kind of trial by fire, and I, that's how I learned the best. I've uh, got a lot of love for that man. Some guys that I've coached against, um, and there's a lot of these guys, but Bledsoe County head coach, Coach Tabor, Dwayne Tabor. Yes. The phenomenal man, uh, does does things the right way. Uh, he, uh, he didn't have to do this, but when I got that Lafayette job, he literally called me and told me congratulations. Um, it was a big that was that that was a big deal to me, and I've kind of not let him alone since. We I talked ball with him, I asked him certain things. Um, he's very very receptive and tries to help, and he even asked me questions about stuff. Really really good dude, um, Coach Austin Chris at uh, Ringgold. He's a uh, he's the new Ringgold head coach. He's OC there the past several years. We uh, we faced off when I was at Lafayette and it was a it was a really, really good game. They ended up getting the better of us, but uh, really, really good game. I admire the way he calls a game. Um, he does a really, really good job there. He's been a big influence on me and helped me out with a lot of different things. 
as far as scheme wise or program wise or, or just to talk. Another guy, and I'll I'll shut up after this. One of my one of my buddies, Ricky Gilly, he's more of a defensive mind. He I think he was the DC at Sequatchie a couple years ago. Um I think whenever Coach Mack, Coach yeah. McIntyre first got there, he he was on that staff, and then he moved on to South Pittsburgh. He's still at South Pittsburgh right now, but um, he's a uh, he's one that I'll call and ask ask certain things about defensive um, fronts or defensive uh, secondary play. How he's teaching this, you know, because the more you know about the other side, the, the better you can be on offense, vice versa. So he's a lot, lot, lot more coaches that I could mention right there, but uh, those are just a few that are. Uh, influences and, and really good friends of mine. Coach Gilly and I somehow crossed paths uh, I, more ways than I even can, besides football. Uh, I do another show with a fellow named Dennis Swaney, and we were talking right that one day, and he grew up with Coach Gilly, and I was like, uh-huh. Coach Gilly just keeps walking into my life no matter what. So, he, good guy. <laughs> All right, Coach. Let's take you away from football, and uh, we're running a little long. Everybody stay with us. We'll wrap it up in about five minutes. Uh, I always fail to and never say it, but please like and smash the follow button. And if you enjoy this content, we need more high school football coverage in the area, more methods to get it out. Kids work hard, so support your local high school and support us here. But, Coach, let's take you outside of football for a minute. Now, I'm going to have some insider information on this one, but tell us about your family. Well, I've got a beautiful wife. She's way out of my league, Kylie Cooley. Uh, we, uh, we've been together for a long time, kind of on and off whenever we were kid kids. I mean, we're still young, but whenever we were, you know, in our teens and early 20s, we were on and off. We got married in uh, 2018, been married since then. Obviously, she hadn't left me yet, so that's good. So that's good. That's uh, real good. Being a coach's wife, I mean, it's hard for her. I just yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I spend a lot of time doing football stuff, and she completely understands. She's great support. She's supported me through music, through everything. So she's she's been phenomenal. She's my rock. Uh, we just had our our first uh, child, and his name's Knox. Uh, he uh, he was born in January uh, of uh, twenty twenty two. So he's a little over a year old. <laughs> he is into everything. He's walking around, running around. He's he's. I think he's. I think he's already getting into his terrible twos. He's starting to throw some fits. So I mean, he's uh, he's definitely giving us a run for our money. But he's uh, there's nothing like, and you know this. You've got kids. There's nothing like becoming a father. Like uh, mm-hmm. you can't explain kind of how that feels. I. I I try to tell people all the time, like, you you just can't explain how it feels. Like, I didn't know the emotions, that I had those kind of emotions whenever I first saw his face. Like, it was crazy. Um, but that's, that's my that's my family. I love them. Um, they support me, and, and uh, they're everything to me. You know, I got I, I told Coach Rivers that y'all got me by default. I got an eighth grader at uh, Hickson right now. And, and Coach Cooley, if I can listen to, to clarinet music, uh, <laughs> as we practice for Friday Night Lights, and anybody can make it. So, and it, and and it's a blessing to you too. I, I never thought I would enjoy just listening to her play the clarinet and learning something. It gives my heart excitement and joy. Right, exactly. Uh, we talked already about uh, your music taste and what you did with music, but outside of music and football, uh, what what else do you like to do, Coach? 
Well, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. You can, you can ask my wife. In my in my free time, I literally study football, and that's just sound like such a coach answer. But I do that. But if if we're not talking about that, I like to work out. I like to you know try to try to stay in shape the best I can. Um, I was a carpenter by trade. I literally worked construction for uh, eight years before becoming a football coach and teacher. So. Uh, I build things. I don't go out and dig ditches or nothing like that anymore. I'm, I don't want to be broke down, but I'll, uh, you know, I refinish furniture kind of as a side gig. I like to do things like that. I like to build things, uh, work with my hands, kind of that kind of stuff. But outside of that, it's studying football and spending time with my family. And, and you teach. Um, and, and some coaches don't teach full-time, but you are a full-time teacher, as I understand, right. too. Yeah, so I teach. I taught several different things. My certifications in earth science. So I don't know how many science teacher and football coaches you know, but I don't know very many. But um, I I taught physical science in Sequatchie County. It's kind of what I started teaching. I taught geology. I taught environmental science. Taught scientific research. Uh, I taught a couple more different ones that I, I can't think of off the top of my head. But I'll be teaching environmental science at Hickson. Um, but I've taught physical science the most. That's not a normal combo, Coach. No, I know. Somebody, somebody told me that I was a unicorn. Because yeah. of that. I guess. I don't know. Coach, uh, let's just move on real fast. Uh, I, and Coach Rivers brought it up, and I want to mention it again. Attending football games for this Hickson community and the young men that are playing football, it's so critical. Get out. Go on Friday night. It changes the whole mode of that stadium when you've got a, a full crowd there. Absolutely, and that's that's something that we're gonna we're trying to build to, and hopefully we get there. You know, really, really, really quick. I think, you know, I think we'll have a good preseason. I think we'll get people out on our uh, first home game. And, and any anything you can do uh, to help that program? I'm a member of the community. Uh, I live I, when you fire up. When they fire up band on Friday night, if I'm not somewhere covering a game, I can literally hear the uh, music. And it, as a member of the community, I feel like too it's um, we, you know, over in Dunlap or over in South Pittsburgh or in Pikeville, they 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 rally around the local football team. Sometimes in the bigger city like Chattanooga, where we might have ten teams around, uh, that community pride's not the same. But us and Hickson's a little more isolated. We should have the same kind of environment uh, at Hickson High School as we do over in the uh, Valley. Right. And I, I'm a firm believer, in, and we'll earn that. Um, like you said before, um, before this past season, it hadn't been very good there for the past few years, right? So um, I think I think our players want to earn that. I think they're going to, and I think we really look forward to the challenge, and we look forward to having the whole community out. Coach Cooley, uh, you, you're going to come back in, with us during football season. We're working on something with Coach Rivers. Uh, I look forward to having you back. And thank you for taking the time on a Friday night to do this. Absolutely, man. Anytime, you just holler at me. Coach Sean Cooley of the Hickson Wildcats, anything you want to shout out, Coach Cooley, before we end it? Uh, not really. Just go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. I'm, I'm definitely with you. Uh, like I – I've said in the interview, and we talked on text, y'all inherit me because you got Anna Lee Cunningham coming to the band. So y'all get me too the rest of the next four years. We're going to take it. All right, Coach Gilly.
Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And Coach Cooley, we appreciate it. Go. If you live in the Hickson community, go, go, go. Support this program. Let's let's give them the love that they deserve. Absolutely. Good night, and God bless everybody. <laughs>